Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Free Ball Zone, the Free Ball and Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, at Michael Shizzle, here with at King Hesse, King with a one. Follow us on Twitter at Freeball and FF Pod. Take your pants off. Take your notes out. It's Thursday. Coming at you early this week. We're getting you these previews ready for the weekend. So you have plenty of time to listen to our sweet voices lead you to championships and fantasy glory. We know you, we know it's Friday and you're at your desk right now. You're listening to us. Hell yeah. That's why we do it. That's why we do what we do. We do it for you people. But uh, Jackson, how are you today? I'm great, man. Like you said, it's Thursday. Ready for a great game tonight. Hell yeah. We're going to go to uh, Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers and watch the Titans stomp the Colts. CBCBs, baby. And I'm here for it. Um, we're going to jump right into these previews, but before we do, I just want to give a little bit of love to Brodo Fantasy, uh, the company that I work for. They sent me a DM today. I wrote, if you guys don't follow me on Twitter, um, you should because I tweeted my article that I wrote for them this week. It was a buy low, sell high for week 10, and it was the most traffic to the website they've ever had for a single article was uh, the one I contributed on this week. So um, it was great news to hear. Um, I love those guys. They're awesome. They uh, honestly kind of inspired me to want to do this, and uh, I get a lot of knowledge and insight from them and they give me the opportunity to write and do something that I love and continue to progress in the industry every single week. So the Brodo boys, the Petrop brothers, shout out to you guys. Uh, I appreciate it. And if you haven't read it, go check it out for sure. But uh, we're going to jump right into these matchups. Oh my God. I suck. Hmm. I forgot to do my must start, must sit. We'll do it on the fly. Let's do it. All right. We'll do it on the fly. First game of the week, uh, it's probably already happened by the time you're listening to this, but we're going to talk about it anyway because we have some some takes for the game. So we have the Colts at the Titans. The Colts are favored by one point over unders 48 and a half. Jackson, why don't you lead us off with this game here? I'm really excited for this game. Uh, division matchups, especially on Thursday night, are always a treat. I feel like they play a lot harder. Both these teams want to get into the long weekend with a win. Uh, a lot of bragging rights. I think that the winner of this game is in first place in the division as well. So a, a lot of things going down here. Titans haven't looked good lately. Mike might disagree with me, but they haven't. They lost two in a row, and then last week against the Chicago, they they didn't look good on defense and offense. They just didn't. And but Colts, on the flip side, you can't say that they've looked great either. Uh, they got stomped by the Ravens last week, coming off a, a big win against Detroit, who's a terrible team. It always seems like Rivers is cooking up some kind of bad interception. Seems like, you know, he's like the new age Tony Romo. But I'm excited for this game. A guy I told Mike I'm really excited for, especially is Michael Pittman. We've seen so many rookie receivers been great this year, and he was, he's been injured. But he's the perfect Philip Rivers type guy. He's a huge body, 6'4", more like a, you know, he's a receiver in a tight end body. The exact guy that Rivers is always looking for on the, around the field. Um, I think he's going to spread it around tonight. I think we're going to get a good game. I think it's going to be very close. Fair enough. Um, I am going to push back a little bit on the Titans because you know how much I love them. And the the thing is, man, you even texted me this because you're like, wow, imagine a game where um, Ryan Tannehill has only thrown the ball 10 times at halftime and they're up 17-0. Because my man is efficient. And he, no, God, yes. that's not how the yes. game went. He puts the ball where it needs to be. A.J. Brown that's had a touchdown. Game, that's not how the game Derek went, Derrick Henry did nothing, and they still won because they're dope against a great defense. I love the Titans. They had a defensive you touchdown. You know I love the Titans. 
fine. Fair enough. Anyway, Titans are going to smash the Colts tonight. I'm very excited for it. Um, obviously, you're starting A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry every single week. 100%. Um, this isn't the best matchup for Tannehill because, as we noticed last week, when he plays a very good defense, he doesn't have as much passing volume. Um, like, he still got 14 points last week, even though he only threw the ball, like, 15 times or whatever it was. Um, and the Colts aren't as good of a defense as the Bears. That being said... Um, Situationally, they might be. Yeah. Considering how often the Bears' defense has to be on the field. That's fair. Um, I think the Colts are going to play... I think the Titans will play better this week than they did against the Bears because if the Titans played uh, the way they did last week, they'll lose, to, they'll lose tonight. Yeah, for sure. But I think the Colts are a much better team than Chicago as well. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I think it's going to be a very close game. Okay. Very, very close. That's fair. Uh, but Tannehill, I mean, Tannehill's a good start. He's fine. Um, if you have another option on your bench chilling, you might want to go that way. But um, I wouldn't be upset if you have to start Tannehill. Uh, Jonu Smith is getting no love. This this tight end landscape is so barren. I understand he's had some down weeks, but so has every other tight end in the NFL. So stop acting. Like, people are just mad that he was like the tight end one and then he came back down to earth and then everyone gets all mad that he's not scoring three touchdowns I'll a week. I'll say about Jonu. He was playing incredibly well, and then he got injured, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, first game back didn't get maybe the crazy snap percentage. We we game planned around him last week, and he still scored a touchdown. Yeah, I think moving forward, uh, we're not going to expect week one through three, Janu, no. the guy who's getting, you know, fifty yard catch and runs, but we can expect more than what we've seen lately. And even last week, with the touchdown, he he still didn't have a great fantasy game. He had two catches, I think. Yeah, no, he didn't. I would agree with that, but uh. That's tight ends for you in uh, the year 2020 and honestly every year. So, um, oh, absolutely. To the Colts side of the ball, T.Y. Hilton is supposed to play. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for guys like Zach Pascal, who um, aren't always the best options, but when they get to be the focal point of the passing offense, they have a decent floor to uh, perform with. And T.Y., on the contrary, although he's kind of the number one guy there, has been really bad all season. It's tough with this team, man. They're so hot and cold. Uh, they're one of those teams that we talked about last week. They, they're, uh, they're the game plan team where if the game is going their way and they're dictating pace, they're going to be absolutely fine and they can hang with anyone. But if they fall out of that, you know, if River starts making mistakes, you know, the pick, possibly pick six he had last week. Um, <laughs> did you see that video of Rivers trying to tackle the guy? Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> fell on his ass. It was funny, so. Um, I think that's just the nature of the Colts offense, and that's the nature of Phillip Rivers. That's what we've always seen out of him. You know, you're going to get randos coming out of nowhere. You know, who did, who knew who Mo Ali Cox was for the year? Now he's a, one of the more reasonable tight end starts, Zach Pascal even. But, you know, the fact is T.Y.'s past his prime by a, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And in his heyday, he was a great, fun player. But nowadays, I just – I could never feel comfortable putting him in there. I agree. and I, I th- think I'd rather – I think I'd rather – do the dart throw at Pascal or Pittman first. Okay. Yeah, Pascal's been less of a like big play guy, so I'm curious to see if his target share just goes down. Um, I'm not comfortable starting any passing options, though, for this team. Pittman um, would be the only one. I know you're starting Pittman. You're super excited about it. And this is a guy uh, who's been injured a lot in his career, but Trey Burton, they've been getting him some decent work. So Decent. So the problem with Trey Burton is he seemed like the guy, right? 
And then last week, Moali Cox led the team in receptions and targets and besides Pittman, somewhere in be sorry from the tight from the three tight ends, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then somewhere in between, Jack Doyle uh, had a miraculous touchdown catch and and he had a good week. And the pro it, like you never seem to know which tight end it's going to be of and the that's three of Rivers, them, man. And they that's don't have Rivers. An, they don't have Antonio Gates like he's right. like he's mm-hmm. had his whole career. They got yeah. guys that fill in those gaps. And Burton's a good player when he's when he's healthy, which is not very often. Right. It's unfortunate because it's hard to really start any of them. Like I'd rather take a gamble on a two tight end, like on a Texans Certain. tight end, than yeah. a, than a three headed backfield or tight end. Um, I would roster. take. I would still take Mo Alley first. Yeah, personally. I mean he's certainly the most athletic and has I would say the biggest chance for for a blow up game. But uh, let's talk about another three headed monster on the Colts, and it's going to be that backfield with uh, Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Wilkins, and Naheem Hines. Now. Everyone tends to have this um, Jonathan Taylor bias, mostly because he was high draft capital and um, there was a lot invested in him. And then when Marlon Mack went out, it was like, oh, he's going to be the heir apparent, whatever. Last week, Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines both played 23 snaps. Jonathan Taylor played 21. This seems like a a three-way backfield share right down the middle. Jonathan Taylor's had some issues. And the week he before, got benched after he fumbled. Yeah, the week before, Wilkins got all the work. Yeah, and not for nothing, I mean, Jordan Wilkins looks good out there. Like, not great, but he, he was he was like RB6 no, the absolutely. week that he got absolutely. all the work. So Absolutely. Um, but I have a hard time starting any of these guys, to be honest. I don't know, I don't know sucks, who to play. Because uh, I really like Taylor, and I've said that from the beginning of the year. Like, he's just one of those guys, like, when you watched him in college, you knew. Like, this guy's a stud. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he'll he'll have his chance, He'll too. come into his own. I'm just, I'm surprised to see uh, the trajectory of a season once Marlon Mack went down. Because he was probably the number one trade target in terms of value once Mack went down. Yeah. He's, Everyone he wanted already, him. Yeah, he was People who had him. high pick in drafts. And then Mac goes down, who was... Uh, I'm pretty sure Taylor was drafted ahead of Mac in most drafts. Oh, every draft. Yeah. Taylor was like... Because his ADP was like mid-third to fourth mid-third. round. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and he, he's that's crazy, effectively worthless. I like the guy. Yeah. I, it's hope, a, I hope that he comes into his own by the end of the year, but as of the moment, it's not looking mm-hmm. fantastic. It's a bummer. If you had to start one, who are you starting? I think, still take Taylor. I think I'm starting Wilkins. If I, I have to pick Taylor. one. But I'm hoping we don't have to rely on either. And the Colts have a good offensive line too, yeah. which is another mm-hmm. another area of concern. Yeah. Surprises me a little bit. Low key, yo, I think I'd take Hines because Hines always plays on third down, and you have a better chance of him catching a touchdown than you do of either of those guys having a a full day of run. We're work. at Rivers' so, mercy, man. Actually, I think I'd play Hines. Dip Rivers sometimes he just doesn't want to throw, and he just dumps off thirty yeah, times, and sometimes he's slinging. I know. And obviously, you're not starting Rivers because he's he's too nine hundred and seventy five years old. Um, I'm taking the Titans to win this game. You? I'll take the Colts. All right. I would love to see first place tie top of that division. Make Bi- it a fun race. Big bet. Week 10. Got to fill out our live the thing other two so I can keep suck. track of it here. I will take the Titans. You take the Colts. Coming into this year, you know, everyone thought it was Texans to lose again, if not Titans challenging them, and then Texans have completely oh, have just died. Not me, though. Titans all the way, baby. You know me. <laughs> if you asked me before the season, I probably would have said I probably would have defaulted to Houston. That's fair. It's honestly fair. But uh, we're seeing how it unravels. Let's uh, go to the morning slate of our Sunday games. We have the Philadelphia Eagles visiting the New York Football Giants at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Philly is three and a half point favorites. The over/under is forty-four. 
what is better than NFC East football? Literally nothing. It's it's, it's like in, it's like it's the incredible. Mac. It's the Mac yeah, of the NFL. It's fun. You never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Any play, the most ridiculous thing can happen. And that's what I'm expecting from this game. I would love to see the Giants win because I want the least amount of wins possible from the division winner. Just for fun. Just for fun. Well, I'll tell you what. I have recently bought into the Giants will win the NFC East. Wow. Two and seven. And um, and both wins against football team. And here he is Two saying, wins against football you're gonna team. You're going to win the division. We basically beat the Cowboys, but we kind of choked it away. And Dak played most of that game, but we were hanging in. Um, R.A.P. Our defense has 15 turnovers forced this season. That's the second most in the NFL. Well, Wentz is the guy you'll want to play, then. Yep. The offense shows um, improvement every week. Daniel Jones did not turn the ball over last week. And uh, he was sacked on the final drive, blindside sack from behind, and he held the ball in a situation where he'd normally fumble. And the um, announcer of the game, I forget who it was, jokingly kind of said, like, that's the best play he's made all game, which I was like, you're an asshole. Like, we just won. Like, suck my butt. But um, uh, in reality, it showed tremendous growth on his part. He also hit um, a couple of big play throws down the sideline and over the middle that he was criticized for missing in the Bucks game because he was uh, panicking in the pocket and turning out of his reads too early. So he is progressing right along. Evan Ingram... Uh, he was the topic of that article that I wrote that I mentioned earlier. He is a smash play, and I will tell you why. I mentioned it on the recap pod, but I'll just refresh you if you weren't listening. He leads the Giants in targets by a significant margin. He is the third most targeted tight end in the NFL, and the only reason he's playing bad is because his quarterback has been having some woes, and he has been having some woes himself. As Jackson so eloquently put it, he got the monkey off his back when he scored the touchdown last week, and he is now going to be a locked and loaded tight end one for the rest of the season. You can book it. If you have Evan Ingram, play him. He gets all of the work. He gets all of the work. 10, 10, and 9 targets the last three weeks. Only one touchdown on the season. Uh, I'm a big Evan Ingram fan for the rest of the year, and um, I'm excited to see this Giants offense. Beat the Eagles, man. I'm picking the Giants to win. Um, Wayne Gallman seems to be the running back to play. I don't really care if Devontae Freeman comes back at this point just because Gallman's been getting the work, and it's kind of a um, a shot in the dark anyway with, with that backfield. How do you feel about the Giants' backfield? Giants' backfield is the biggest iffy, but I feel like Wayne the Train's been taking over a little bit lately, and I told you before, before we started this, I, I've always liked the guy since he stepped in for Saquon last year. Uh, I feel like everyone kind of expected Freeman to just be the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, they signed him to be the guy. He kind of probably took that deal to prove it for the rest of the league. Yeah, and then he got hurt. And then he got hurt. Rip. And Wayne has been fine. And Deion Lewis is the third down-ish back, but Wayne has been fine. I've always, always, since last beginning of last year, loved the, uh, the Giants' offense on paper. It's just a matter of Daniel Jones not turning the ball over and He's being the there. quarterback that he can be because he makes some great throws. I love Sterling Shepard, oh you boy. Darius Slayton has been a great player since he bust on the scene last year. Evan Ingram has all the talent in the world at tight end. They should be able to figure it out, and I'm hoping that this week is one of those weeks that they do. Yeah, it's not a lo- against football team. It's a, <laughs> it's a lot of woes on the offensive line, which is also improving, and uh, we should be seeing Xavier McKinney in that giant secondary here pretty soon, which is so exciting. He was a steal of the draft, in my opinion. We'll see how it pans out. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for the future of this Giants team. Going to beat the Eagles for sure. You're not starting Daniel Jones, obviously. Um, I like Shepard as a good wide receiver 
three safety floor play. I've always liked Shepard over Slayton. Um, just I know yeah. I realize Slayton's gonna more most likely give you bigger numbers. He's the boomer on a good day. Yeah, yeah exactly. He'll either go seven for a hundred and fifteen and a touchdown or two, or he'll go three for twenty six. It and just feels it. that whenever Sterling Shepard's been injured quite a bit in his career, but to me it always seems like even if he do, if he doesn't put up a good fantasy day, he was just one touchdown away from putting up a great fantasy day. Yeah, facts. He puts up good numbers. So I like Shepard. Um, not starting Slayton this week, um, and I think that's it for the Giants. Let's go over to the Eagles side of the ball. Uh, Carson Wentz, last time he played against the Giants, he was the quarterback too. Um, that, that being this year. Yes, a few weeks ago when we blew the game, remember? Mm, that's yes. Oh, uh, God. Yes, thir- it was, that Byron was a Scott. Thursday night Boston game. Scott. Boston Scott. Um, Scott. Looks like Miles Sanders will be returning, so obviously you're going to play him. Certainly. Um, I like Wentz as a streamer, even though this Giants defense has gotten much, much better over the past few weeks. But You like Wentz as a streamer? Um, because... I do as a streamer. I think he'll be top 15 for sure. I don't think he's really, going to... I don't think he's going to hurt your week. Like he might only get you fifteen really? points. You yeah. think he, he, so the tie, the quarterback seventeen talking, last week. You were talking about the fact that the, the Giants' defense, for all their flaws, turnovers is one thing that they've been all right at. Yeah. So we're gonna toss in the biggest interception thrower in the NFL and say he's he's a solid floor. Um, I don't know. Is he the biggest interception? He is. He's leading the NFL in interceptions right now? He is. How many does he have? He has 12 interceptions in eight games. Mm, He leads the league. He's got two. He's got solid two picks on Cousins. This is where NFC East football comes in, man. It's the Giants and the Eagles. Like, I just know he's going to have a good game. He has the most picks and sacks. He He gets a lot of good work from his legs. He'll probably run in a touchdown. Like, I don't hate it. I'm not doing it, but I don't hate it. I think he'll be top 15. Like, I'm not going to put him in the top five like some people are, but... Um, I would, yeah, you know, it is, and he has weapons back now. He's got everybody back. Who's everybody? Let, a, 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 a dead let's, Alshon? Hold on. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Nope. Let's talk about it. We have Dallas Goddard, who's an okay. excellent tight end when who's he's on been, the field. He's been good in the past. He hasn't done jack shit this year. Jalen, um, I think he, he had a good game in Perhaps like, one. he played like two and he had a good game and it was behind Ertz, but Dallas Goddard is playing and healthy this week. He has Jalen Rager back this week. Travis Fulgham is playing, so he now has two really solid wide receiver options plus a healthy tight end option on the field at once. On top of that, apparently Alshon's back. That doesn't really matter to me except for the fact that it's another capable player on the field. You're not playing Alshon, but he opens up the field for Wentz throwing, and then obviously Miles Sanders in the backfield will always make a huge difference. So um, my outlook on on Wentz is, is positively skewed because of those factors. Um, I think Goddard is a great tight end to play this week. I think Fulgham is a locked and loaded wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. He has established himself as the favorite target on that team, and he earned every second of it. So Rager is a decent, I'd say, wide receiver three flex play, um, probably touchdown dependent, but he looked pretty good in the games he's played so far. Uh, how do you feel about this Eagles? These Eagles weapons. If it's not Sanders or Fogum, I don't want them. It's really simple as that. Including Goddard. Yeah. In this tight end landscape. Certainly yes. Interesting. I think okay. he hasn't. I don't think he's done enough this year to warrant even throwing a dart throw on him. I'd rather take a guy who's done something this year. 
And this is not MVP once. This is not the same player. It's not even that he's looking worse. It's not that the team around him is worse. He's not the same player. That's fair. He has been getting a lot of work on his legs, though, which is what matters for for fantasy. I mean, uh, granted, quarterback. the years that the years that they were great, and he got injured, and Foles won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But he that was his team. You know, he was possibly going to win MVP that year. Yeah. Their offensive line was outstanding. Now he leads the league in sacks. So something's got to give for that Eagles team. They're in first place, but if they make the playoffs, they're going to get absolutely stomped by whoever they run into. That's facts. This is a whatever-it-takes game for both teams. Mm -hmm. To be fair to Dallas Goddard, he's played two games fully healthy this season. He's got nine and eight targets, respectively. One of those weeks, he had 100 yards and a touchdown for 16. Oh, that's standard. Hold on. Why does it default to standard? Fantasy pros, nobody plays standard. Good Lord. Okay, nine targets, 100 yards. 101 yards and a touchdown for 20.1 half PPR fantasy points. And the other week, he had four receptions on eight targets for only 30 yards. He did not find the end zone, and he got five points. So not a great week, but again, this is tight ends. And the other two weeks he's played, he played partial games because he was hurt. So um, I don't think we haven't seen it from Goddard, but we also haven't really seen it, if that makes sense. So if you're like if you're a guy who's starting... Um, Trey Burton, and you're rotating Graham. you're rotating him in with Jay Sternberger, and you just don't know who the hell to start at tight end. Then that's fair. I don't think he's a bad no, option, I, which is a that, lot of us. At that so. point, I, I agree. Yeah. All right, I got the Giants to win. What about you? Yeah, I like the Giants, too. Woo-hoo! I want more. I want as much parity as possible in that division. Yeehaw. Let's freaking go. All right. Oh, Cowboys are off this week. That sucks. Yeah, I know. If Cowboys football team played the other game... Why does it put? Oh, I always wondered why ESPN puts my games out of order. It's because I have the Cardinals and the Giants listed as favorites, so so that's why they pop up. I thought you knew. No, I'm dumb. Um, We'll we'll come back to Cardinals then because they're an afternoon game. Uh, Next morning slate game, we have the Texans visiting Cleveland to play the Browns. Cleveland are three point favorites, and the over under is forty nine. Give me your thoughts here. What are we thinking? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nick Chubb is back. Amen. He is back, and he's back with a vengeance. What couldn't be a better game to come back? Uh, right after they put up six points and an absolute stinker, the whole offense sucked. We talked about that game. It was a crazy weather game. The winds were absolutely insane. Kickers were short on 37 yarders. Like A lot was going on. They couldn't throw the ball, and Kareem Hunt wasn't terribly effective. Uh, but Josh Jacobs was, and that's why the Browns lost that game. If Nick Chubb was healthy and play that game, I bet it's a different story. And now he's back. And Cremont hasn't been he hasn't been he hasn't stood in for Nick Chubb the way that you would honestly expect. No. It, which was quite disappointing. But now they have their two headed monster back. Um, and they can ease Baker back into the play action and the, the way that he's successful and the way that he has been good. Because he was bad last week. Again, we neither quarterback threw over hundred and twenty yards last week. So that was a whole different story. But getting Chubb back absolutely changed the game for the Browns. It changed the game for a lot of fantasy owners. He was my first-round pick. I'm sure he was a lot of people's late first to early second-round picks. Having him back is huge. He's an outstanding player, uh, and I'm, I'm big on the Browns because of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I am – obviously, you're not going to start Baker, uh, especially cons- – Against Houston, it might not even be the worst play. I'd rather have Baker this week than Tanner. I just – I want to see how Baker plays – you know, because I'm big on the Baker without OBJ is much better than Baker with. But I want to see how he plays without OBJ with 
both running backs because if they lean heavily on the run, he might not have to throw very much. So um, I'm hesitant to start him. But, but like I said, that opens up the best part of his game, and that's play action. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i rooting for him. I can absolutely see it happen. I'm hesitant to put him into my lineup, but we'll see how that goes. Um, I think Jarvis Landry is a good play this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Hooper has been on fire. He went out because he had to have appendicitis. He's back now. He was establishing himself as the clear number one in that tight end trio-ish of guys. I like Austin Hooper a lot this week at tight end. How do you feel about him? I like him a lot rest of season, too, actually. Texans have given up less than 25 points once this year. Mm -hmm. One time in eight games. That is why they are so damn bad. And I think that number is going to stay at one this week. I think I like everyone on the Browns offense. I think I like most... Offensive players against Houston going forward. I'll tell you what, this 49 over under looks excellent. The only thing that's making me hesitate is it looks like it's supposed to rain. But I don't know that I care that much. Hmm. If it's not like it was last week. If you took overs on the the, uh, Browns-Raiders game last week, RIP. Before the bye, two weeks ago. Just so the listeners aren't confused. Because we, we were high on it. Yeah, and then it I ended was up so being high what twenty-two point game. I had like this <laughs> tiny little caveat. I was like, although if the weather's bad, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And it was we're not the weather, weather was we're not, bad. We're not weatherman. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a meteorologist. We're not, meteorolo- we're not Mike Trout. Um, but yeah. So Austin Hooper, good. Jarvis Landry, good. How do you feel about Hollywood Higgins? Higgins has been great, man. He's been great. He's a perfect kind of player for Baker, who doesn't like we we talked about before. He, when when OBJ's on the field, you got it. He's that's in the back of his mind. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. Yeah. But with Rashard Higgins out there, it's not. And Rashard Higgins has been on the team for quite a while, and now he's getting the opportunity to step in and get a starting role, and he's been good with it. Yeah, I I don't mind Higgins. My only problem is um, Carterell Hodge got a good amount of work, and uh, he's been with the team for a while he's as like well. A Baker, man. He's like a baby Rivers. And he pulls out these guys out of his ass. Yeah, and I'm just not sure how it's going to work because they haven't really played a game together post OBJ. So, um, But I don't hate it if you want to put Higgins into your flex. Now that you mentioned him, man, I think I might like Higgins over my earlier Michael Pittman pick. Ooh, interesting. You're going to make the swap? Game no. time's coming up. No, no, no. No? Don't tinker. I already a, bet, a wise man once told me not, I bet not to money tinker. On any time touchdown score, Michael Pittman Ooh. plus two. You have to show me how to do that on our book because I, I can't find I those lines you, half you, the time. It sucks. It's a confusing app. It's only on game days for pro- player props. Okay, makes sense. Um, okay, that everyone for the the Brown side. Did we miss anybody? I think that's it. Okay, let's go over to the Texan side of the ball. Um, looks like David Johnson will not play, mm. which means. You are playing Duke, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson finished as the running back nine last week. Um, a revenge I, game, huh? I've been... It's kind of a revenge game. Yeah, low-key. He used to be there. I kind of forgot about that. I think that he had beef with them. I think the most beef he should have is with his current team because they don't use him the way that they should. He is much more talented, young, and nimble than David Johnson. Um, uh, it's actually my start of the week is Duke Johnson. He's my must-start. I like it. If David Johnson is out, which it looks like he will be as of Thursday at 4:30 Mountain Standard Time, so keep that in mind. Um, if you are a, if you picked him up on waivers, or if you're a David Johnson roster, but I love Duke Johnson. He's a smash play this week. Um, I also love both Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. Will Fuller broke the franchise record for consecutive games with a touchdown at six. He is lighting the world on fire this year. 
Um, really cool, honestly, how in the off season everyone's like, dude, you're injury prone. You'll never be D hop. And he was like, look, the fact that I'm injury prone really, really sucks. I'm going to make some changes. He changed his workout regimen. He changed his diet, whatever. He went out due to injury in that one game, but it wasn't like his usual muscle shit. And he came back the next week and he's currently in half PPR. I would have it rolling off the tongue and I'd just be spitting bars at you, but I have to reload this because again, fantasy pros defaults to standard scoring. So he's a wide receiver 10 in half PPR fantasy points. What? Jose Brayu won MVP. Oh, I was like, you're getting mad jazzed over there. I didn't think they would do it, bro. I thought they were going to give it to the Indians guy. Wow. Good for him. GG. Well done. Um, Should have been DJ LeMahieu. Absolutely should have been DJ LeMahieu. Look at any numbers and you're wrong. Uh, How about the batting title? We won a batting about, title last year. Uh, we, uh, most I'm sorry, runs, is, is most, this the 2019? Most home, ML, most home runs, more RBI, most RBIs. Uh, biggest surprise team. Uh, leader of the biggest surprise team. I'm sorry, batting title. <laughs> no, 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 no. DJ LeMay, he was the best hitter and in the game. And he got injured. That, I won't so disagree did, with so that. So did DJ. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. DJ got injured. Right, and he you came back and he still won the batting title. You, you can't miss games and and be the MVP in oh, a 60-game oh, season. Oh, Mad, we won. <laughs> Jose was the best player this Good year. Good for you. I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm proud to have been in my first season of Little League, I was a White Sox, <laughs> and we won the World Series for our region. Tim, Tim texted me about it, and he goes, people are pretty pissed about it. He said, I wonder if Mike is going to say DJ. Of course <laughs> I'm going to say, Tim, I know you're listening. Of course I'm going to say DJ. DJ's the GOAT. We know oh, this. we're still recording right now? Yeah, we are. <laughs> I went to pause it, and then I didn't, because I was like, uh, that was a long gap. But anyway, there's your baseball for the week. Um, yeah, but dude, Will Fuller is wide receiver 10. He just keeps performing. And while we're here talking about it, Brandon Cooks is wide receiver 28, but that's after not being factored into the offense for the first like four weeks of the season. He, um, in the second four weeks that they've played, it's now, uh, we're through week nine and there was a buy in there. He's gotten 12, 9, 9, and 9 targets, 22, 13. Oh, frick, it did the points thing again. I hate fantasy pros sometimes. 26, 17, 10, and 16 half PPR fantasy points. Brandon Cooks is a Fire start. I'm starting both of these guys this week, and I am absolutely stat, stat. What am the f- no ecstatic, ecstatic about? I was gonna say static about it, and I was like, you can't do that. I don't disagree, <laughs> man. Deshaun's been turning up, especially with a bad team. They need him to go off. He's cooking every game. He's need, Bill O'Brien need, free, and he's cooking. They need him to carry them to every win that they could possibly get this season because they don't have a first round pick and they suck. So they yeah. have nothing to play for but getting these dubs. So I like Deshaun Watson, and you're right. I like their weapons. Facts. I like Deshaun Watson. I like all the weapons this week, and I like the Texans to beat the Browns. I do. Brownies. All right. We will see, my friend. I know how much you love your Browns. Moving right along to the next game of the morning slate, we have the Washington football team visiting Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan, to play Matt Patricia's Detroit Lions. Um, I have no line listed as of the moment. There's, there's got to be something funky going we on. We pulled this game. an unofficial line off the book. Which was uh, Lions minus four and a half. That's interesting. Um, unofficial. We're trying to figure out why there's no line because Stafford was on the COVID list last week, but then he played, and I haven't heard of any other COVID cases. But anyway, we'll just assume like this game is going to be played. Um, on the Lions side of the ball, yo, I don't. Hawkinson did not practice. This week, 
Kenny Galladay is still listed as questionable. He's probably not going to play. Um, Marvin Jones isn't much of an option. DeAndre Swift gets these carries. You know, he's getting 15 touches a game, but they're, you know, I heard it put very well this week. They're not Shanahan touches or McVay touches. They're Matt Patricia touches, which means they're not worth nearly as much as 15 touches is in a productive system. So I'm a little wary of Swift, and he continues to split with AP, who should not be touching the ball. Much respect to him, but he shouldn't be touching the ball anymore. He's old and kind of washed. Um, I don't like any lines this week, to be honest. How do you feel? I don't disagree, man. You checking on Kenny G right now? I was checking on Stafford because it looked like he, okay. he, he left uh, the game last week. Yeah, last I checked, Kenny G was still just questionable. But Kenny G's the only one I would want, to be honest. Uh, yeah, same. I do like that Swift got another uptick in carries, but every time that happens, it goes right back down. Um, Lions, 3-5, and five, quite surprised that they have a record like that. Uh, but no, I mean, with Hawkinson being out and him being a tight end and th- this tight end landscape that we always talk about, I think Kenny G's the only one I'd want. And if he's, if he's injured, got to be very careful about it. Yeah, it looks like he's trending towards out. So He's been out like most of the year. Yeah, I don't want Stafford. Washington's defense has been low-key decent. decent yeah, um, pretty decent. You know, they're not a bad team that you're just going to throw all over. So I think I'm out on all the lines this week. I don't disagree. Uh, let's go to the Washington side of the ball. We had Kyle Allen, Scottsdale boy, have his legs snapped he by got, Jabril Peppers. Dak Prescott. Yeah, big time. Both against the Giants, too. Kind of mm-hmm. wild. They're just taking it, you know, maybe... Oh, I don't want to jinx that because I'll, ne- I'll never root for injuries. But what if Carson Wentz snapped his leg this week? The ghost of Saquon? That'd be crazy. Jalen Hurts? Get that OU boy out there. Uh, dude, Jalen Hurts is sick. Um, but yeah, so now we have the check down king of all time, Alex Smith out there. Dude. Legend in his own right. Yeah, for sure. But like, I, I'm i a little afraid of Terry McLaurin, dude. And I'll tell you why. Kyle Allen was not the best quarterback. But the guy was a slinger. He would throw the ball and he would throw it fearlessly. And, you know, he was was a good quarterback for Terry McLaurin because he was really the only option on that offense. When Alex Smith came in, he threw to J.D. McKissick 14 times. He checked down 14 times. And that's got to be scary for Antonio Gibson as well. Now... Oh, that's, I mean, the fact that Antonio Gibson has only, you know, he's only played one third down snap all season. Really? Yes. He was a college receiver. I know. I think he's, he must be really bad at blitz pickups. It, it's, that could that's be what it, it has could to be. be. It, it, it can't be anything else. I know else. he's not a big guy. That um, could be it. But yeah, if you're an Antonio Never Gibson mind, pretty big. roster, you've been disappointed um, because he's not getting any, a lot of that passing work because they're not, there's never a check down. Um, so that being said, I like JD McKissick as a, as a low key RB two flex play the rest of the season, uh, with Alex Smith at the helm and with all of these running back injuries. And the fact that last week, Wayne Gallman was a top 12 running back with only 14 and a half, uh, half PPR fantasy points because the running backs are not performing. So, um, I like JD McKissick, but I'm afraid for Terry McLaurin, man. I really am. Um, I think Riverboat Ron is a very smart coach. I think he'll find ways to scheme so Terry McLaurin runs more short routes. But I don't know that I trust um, his ceiling the way I did. You know, he was kind of a matchup proof, was going to get a million targets kind of guy, and I don't know that that's the case anymore. 
What are your thoughts? For McLaurin, I, I think I still do like him this week. All right, this isn't this isn't the Darius Slay Lions anymore. This is the Jeff Okuda rookie covering the number one guy, most likely Lions. And I think Terry McLaurin is good enough that he'll make it work. They need they can't uh, they can't check down all game and expect to win today or on Sunday. This is a very winnable game for Washington. They're three and zero away. Funny enough, Lions are oh or sorry. Washington is 0-3 away, and Lions are 0-3 at home, so something's got to give here. But they have to make it work. They just have to. They have to get McLaurin the ball because the, the formula that they, they schemed up to try and come back against the Giants did not work because Smith was still throwing picks. He threw three picks even yeah. with checking Well, down that's what happens when he tries to go downfield. He can't throw downfield. He's not good. They have, to, they have to make it work. Yeah. And they're, they're going to force it to McLaurin at least a few times. Mm-hmm. So for that reason alone, I'll give him a trial. I'll give Terry McLaurin the Alex yeah, Smith trial. I'm not benching him, but I'm I'm nervous. You know, sure. It. I agree that Kyle Allen is a better fit for him. Yeah, absolutely, and even Haskins. Mm-hmm. But uh, that greatly limits Gibson's ceiling and greatly extends J.D. McKissick. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. How do you feel about Logan Thomas? Logan Thomas, former Virginia Tech quarterback. He's he is he on Washington? Yeah, the tight end. Yeah. I mean, maybe good for a red zone target or two. Another another random dart throw. Just another tight end. One thing I will say is that check down quarterbacks tend to use their tight ends as well. I mean, we watched Alex Smith Absolutely. use a tight end for years in Kansas City um, and in uh, San Francisco as well. So uh, keep note of it. Absolutely keep note of it. Um, I don't know who to pick in this game, so I'm going to let you go first. Take football team. <sighs> I gotta take. I that. would love, Ooh. love, love to see Alex Smith win a game, man. That guy's a warrior. The fact that he's playing right now, and we're even talking about him being a fantasy option, is hilarious. You know, if we if we brought that up last year, it would be insane to think about. So, yeah. Alex Smith, a legend in his own right. His recovery, absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. agreed. I'm gonna take the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't do it. I don't know. I can't take Washington. They, I want. They I also so want the bad. NFC East to keep being funny. They're two and six. They've if lost they to win, the Giants if they twice. Win, like, it'll be funny. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, next game we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, thirteen and a half point dogs, in Lambeau Field, visiting the Green Bay Packers. Over unders fifty. Even. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start you off hot here. Last week, Jackson said Chark was your sit of the week. Mm, yeah, tough. I and will never disrespect. We were both mad wrong. Jake Luton. But you know who DJ Chark is lined up against this week? Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander, who's averaging one catch per game, averaging one reception per, for the guy he's covering. He is. He is playing like prime mm. Revis okay, this okay, year. Okay. He is. Look at his numbers. He really, really is. He is on absolute fire. He's going to pick off Foles three times, man. Probably. Wait, Foles? Eventually. Oh, I was like, bro, <laughs> you're, you're already looking ahead to the next Bears game. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Foles doesn't play for the Jaguars. Um, I wish he still did, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, that being said, Jake Luton is... This Packers QB won this week. <laughs> I think he might have a. I mean, you're not playing him in fantasy, but I think no. he might be able to throw the ball decently to the rest of his options. So Lavisca Chenault was not practicing today, which means Keelan Cole 
might not be a bad flex play. I've never thought Keelan Cole was a terrible play. Yeah, he led the, the team in targets for a few weeks in the beginning of the year, and um, interesting flex play there. But the Packers' run defense is horrid. I think James Robinson is going to eat. I think he might get 20 carries and, like, eight targets. Um, so fire up James Robinson. I'm very excited about that. Um, anyone else on the Jaguars side of the ball? I think oh, it's going to be a huge step back for them, man. They played Houston last week. L- Luton looked all right, but um, Houston's defense is god-awful, like we mentioned, and Green Bay's defense is at worst average. Yeah. Any any love for James Oshag Hennessy or? Oh, just another tight end. In, I mean, yeah, no, I, I'm, I wouldn't touch him. Um, we'll go to the Packers side of the ball then. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you're starting him. Aaron Jones, you're starting him. Devonte Adams, you're starting him. Um, I was the captain, the engineer. I was tooting the horn. I was on the Robert Tunyon train, and I have been so wrong. And I recently took a moment to reflect on the fact that Robert Tunyon's only good game was that three touchdown game. It's an anomaly at this point. Jay Sternberger has caught a t- so touchdown. So Tyler Higby on the Packers? Pretty much. Jay Sternberger's caught a touchdown two different weeks in weeks where Robert Tunyon did nothing. Um, Robert Tunyon is as much of a tight end crapshoot as anybody else out there. Um, I don't see how you can roll with him. At this point, You can yeah. always roll him out. I might, you know, you could take the ride one more time. The Jaguars have been awful against the tight end, but... Yeah, dude, I, did. I don't know. I agree, which is kind of disappointing, not for me, but for Packers fans, because he passed the eye test early on. Um, and that's big with Aaron Rodgers' receivers, because he makes guys look better than they are. Like, Marquise Valdez-Scantling should not be in the NFL. That guy sucks. But, He's but, trash. But the dude gets touchdowns because Rodgers gifts it to him he on would, a silver platter. He would be a top 24 wide receiver every single week if he didn't drop the ball every time it was thrown at him. It's insane. Like, catch the damn ball. You're in the NFL. I mean, that's. I feel like that's been the case for Packers receivers for a few years now. I mean, that mm-hmm. was the whole talk of the offseason. They drafted Jordan Love and this draft with a quadrillion wide receivers, and they didn't draft a single one. So dumb. But Take A.J. Dillon. Devontae Adams, ridiculous. man. He, he's, the, he's the beast. He's been the best receiver in the league this year. He's so when good. He's played. He's so, go dogs. Go freaking dogs, baby. Um, I think the, the choices on Green Bay are obvious. Top three. Yep. Rodgers, Adams, and uh, Jones. Um, Alan Lazard. Might play this week if he plays. Are you starting him against the Jaguars? Not coming off core surgery. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate it if you threw him out there for fun. Like, maybe you're 7-2, and two, but other than that, I wouldn't do it. I remember a few weeks ago we looked him up, and we were surprised that he was already back. Yeah. Core it, surgery doesn't sound he's like He's definitely a, ahead like of a, his timeline. Like a six-week or whatever it was injury. Sure, it sounds yeah. worse than that. No, that's very true. So I respect him. But uh, I like I like Alan Lazard a lot. So keep an eye on him. Maybe he's available. You could stash him, throw him on the IR, but... uh. I think it's pretty obvious we're both taking the Packers here. Yeah. Do you think the Jacksonville? Well, what the hell was that? Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Or do you think it'll be someone else? You think it'll be the Jets? Do they play each other? I don't believe so. Hmm. Jaguars are no, one in seven. I have seven. no opinion yet. I need to see the rest. Here's the thing. I need to see some remaining schedules. I can't even say for sure that the Jets would take him. Well. It'd be up to he has to declare, right? But I let's say he declares, right? Wow, man, Jets Jets have a brutal schedule. They're gonna have to pull out an, a a nice little upset somewhere, to, yeah, to get their one win. They have a pretty hard schedule. I don't see it. Read the, it off. The worst team is Chargers. They got Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, C- Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. 
Jeez. That they'll, is they'll, not, be, they'll beat the Patriots. It's not an easy schedule. They'll beat the Patriots. Week 17? They should have beat them the first time. And Adam Gase won't, week be, 17 won't be the in Fox, coach bro. by then. You, week 17 in Foxborough. The Patriots <laughs> suck. They're so week 17 freaking Fox, bad. It makes me kind of happy. I guarantee you the Patriots so win that game. You want to make a bet now? Yes. No, let's not bet now. We'll wait. <laughs> we'll we'll still do a show for week 17, even though for the people whose fantasy championships are 17, which it shouldn't be, but whatever. Um, Jaguars will get a win somewhere along yeah, the way. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, all right, moving right along. Last morning game of the slate. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting Charlotte, North Carolina to play the Carolina Panthers. Buccaneers are five and a half point favorites. The over-under is 50 and a half points i don't know how to feel about this game because i think the panthers are a bad team who are playing well i think the bucks are a good team who are playing like shit it's a division game the road team is favored uh the panthers came off a game where they took they took the chiefs to the to the final you know minutes of the game the bucks got slammed by the saints i don't i don't even know what to what to say about this game you get any thoughts there's like I told you before the show, man, there's a 0.0001 maybe percent chance that Tom Brady gets embarrassed by one of his eternal rivals, Drew Brees, by 35 points on national TV and comes out and throws up another stinker. There is no way. If they suck this week, I'd be willing to to throw my hat in the Brady's done, you know, idea. But I don't see it this week. I think Bucks are going to absolutely dominate. Panthers have lost four games in a row all by one score. That's tough. They looked good against Kansas City last week. But when your star player, McCaffrey, just comes back from an injury and you give him the ball 30-something times, that is not smart. That's just not smart coaching. And I know that they need him to stay in that game, and they only lost by two. They had a chance there. But you can't do that. You know, Mike Davis was playing fine for them throughout the year. Get him the ball a little bit. Spell McCaffrey a little bit. But they didn't do that. And now McCaffrey's out, and now they don't have a chance against Tampa Bay this week. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I have two words for you, and it rhymes with Ike Schmavis because it's Mike Davis season again, baby. Um, he, dude, he got, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm going to pull it up again because we're a transparent pod, and you know that we don't just, you know, have all these notes in front of us or all this fancy technology or producers slipping us little lines and stuff. He got six targets. With McCaffrey on the field getting all those touches, dude, they're still going to use him, and now he's going to get all the rushing again. Dude, fire up Mike Davis again. It's Mike Davis' season again. Christian McCaffrey came back just in time to drop 40 points on me in my most important league and then get hurt again. Mm -hmm. So shout out to him. Thanks a lot for that. Not to mention I have Mike Davis in that league. So that was just a double-edged whammy. But um, Mike Davis is great. Um a great play for this week. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater continues to prove that he is nothing but a checkdown quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. He's a checkdown quarterback. He's a game manager. He's a good game manager, but he's he, is, a fine he is a game, game good manager. manager. He's a fine game manager. He is a game manager. I just hate when people are like, they're building something special in Carolina. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're going to go 9-7 and seven one year. They're incredibly Make a young. wild card Their game. Their defense is like... Teddy Bridgewater is not it. He's not it. Um, anyway, He's let's a bridge quarterback. That's what they signed him to be. Bridge water. There you go. <laughs> let's water talk about. The um, they paid him like a franchise quarterback. Let's talk about the wide receivers on this team. We have Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and uh, Curtis Samuel. Give me Samuel over DJ Moore. 
Well, yes, Easy. at this point. No, but I've thought that I've thought that all year. DJ Moore is not a cohesive player in theory with Bridgewater. And I granted I would say the same thing about Robbie Anderson, however, that has clearly not been the case. But Curtis Samuel's a gadget type guy, and that's perfect for a quarterback like Bridgewater who's gonna dump it off. He's gonna look for slants. Sometimes they even use him out of the backfield. He's gotten rushing carries as a running back. And you know what? He gets he like three it. every week now. He he hits the holes pretty br- damn well. He is a decent running back. So I like Curtis Samuel. He was a He's running back guys. in high school? Perhaps. Maybe he did some in college. I know he went to Ohio State. Ohio State but yeah, I mean, Ohio State had always have always had NFL guys all up and down the field. Yeah. But I like Curtis Samuel. I do like him a lot. I like him this week as well. Bucks defense is pretty good in general. Obviously not last week. Uh, Brady didn't set them up to succeed last week. I think Bucks will win this game. But to be honest, I, I think Curtis Samuel and Mike Davis are both probably, in my opinion, the two best plays of the game. I'd rather play either of them over any Tampa Bay player. Yeah. However, I would no, t- I, w- I would agree with however, that. However, I, t- I will still take Tampa Bay to win and cover. Um, it's really a shame. They're wasting DJ Moore's talent. Um, he flashed it last year. He was an incredibly talented player. Look, the guy has had two good weeks all season, and they're both weeks he found the end zone. One time he found it twice, and one time he found it once. And those are his only two good weeks on the season. He had an honorable mention week where, okay, I guess ugh, I was on standard points again. Oh, my God. That's the most annoying thing ever. I'm so frustrated. <laughs> he's had like three or four good weeks. Um, but the last three weeks, he's gotten five, six, and three targets. And uh, that's not a lot of work. And one of those weeks, he scored 23 points because he had two touchdowns. But the other two, six and a half points, 2.8 points. Like, he's not he's not getting it done. So I'm I'm fading DJ Moore, unfortunately. It's pretty sad, but it is what it is. Robbie Anderson continues to get um, the highest share of targets, but he has been inside the top 16 receivers only once this season. Would you believe that? I would not. He seemed like he was locked and loaded wide receiver one, but he was coming in like the 20s for a little bit. He's been in the top 16 only one time. Um, So I'm a little hesitant there, but he gets the target, so he seems safe. And I think Curtis Samuel at this point is the best play. I mean, in the last three weeks, yo, he's had 14, 19, and 22 fantasy points. And he had a touchdown in each of the last two weeks. But he's also had three rush attempts in each week for 23 yards, 13 yards, a rushing touchdown. Like, he's the guy. They're they're running through him right now. And until they show you otherwise, I think Curtis Samuel's the play. Yeah, he's I know it's weird, guys. but it, no. I think it's how it works. No, no, no. no. I got, I got so. roasted quite a bit for him being one of the guys I, quote, overdrafted this year. And I hate. I hated Curtis Samuel. I think he's one of those guys. He always passed the eye test for me. I always thought he was a good player. And now they're they're just getting the ball, and he's he's executing well. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we'll go to the Bucks side of the ball. How do you feel about Screaming Brady this week? Uh, fine. I feel fine about Screaming Vengeance Brady. Vengeance week. Like He'll I just said, come back yeah, and Brady, okay. he's not going to put up two straight stinkers. There's no way. And I understand people who did start him last week probably hate him right now because he sucked. Yeah. It wasn't just that they sucked on defense, that he sucked. He was throwing picks left and right. He looked lost out there. He did. And he was, you know, given the classic Brady screaming on the sidelines. And the question got asked on Twitter, you know, who screams at Brady when he sucks like that? Mm-hmm. The answer is nobody. Facts. But do you he think screams he screams at himself? Do you think he slept well this last week? No I don't chance. know. Did he kiss his kids goodnight first? Well, probably. <laughs> I mean, probably. So maybe he did sleep fine. But he was thinking about that game. I love Brady this week. No way he puts up another stinker. Panthers defense, they, they'll be great in a couple of years, but right now they're just too young. Fair enough. Um, 
You're starting Chris Godwin. Starting Godwin. You're starting Gronk. I know he did nothing last week, but again, the offense did Brady nothing. Just he still had six. He had six targets. If Brady tosses that ball one yard shorter, Gronk's got a 13 point game. Yeah. In fantasy. Yeah. Because that would have been a 50 yard touchdown. It's fine. Gronk is Gronk's a good play. He's looked great this year. I'm happy to see. That yeah, he's it been took him a couple of weeks, but um, they eased him into it. He was blocking first few weeks, you know, scared people off, but he's been good. Yeah, I'm glad to see him doing the things for sure. Um, so Gronk's a good play. Mike Evans, is he playing? It seems like he hasn't. Uh, it seems like he hasn't been. Last I heard, he was playing, but he he is disappearing on this team, man. I mean, he is he is not. He hasn't done shit. He has certainly not been what you've drafted him to be. Um, and not what you expect from but a he guy get, like that. But he I gets mean, shut he's down. He's a Hall of Famer. He gets shut down by Lattimore. Interesting point. Arians came out and said, he made a comment. He's like, well, I mean, he's open. Mike Evans is open. Do you think that that becomes part of their plan is to kind of force more targets Mike Evans' way? I don't think they need to force it his way. He's been hurt so much this year, and especially for a big-body guy like that where even just a yard of separation means all the difference of him coming up with a catch. He's, his ankles, his leg has been hurt. So yeah. he's not getting that same separation. No, that's fair. But if Bruce Arians, the head coach, is like, yo, Tom, he's open. You have to throw to him. Because no. here's the thing. It's, not, it's no. not Tom's game to throw outside. Because you know what Tom will say to Bruce Arians? Shut up. I'm the coach. <laughs> that's what he'll say. You're he'll right. say, you know what? You're right. I got, yeah. I got this other receiver, crackhead Antonio Brown, living in my basement. I got to find him the ball a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Brady's not going to do that. He's never done that. The only time he's ever done that was Randy Moss. And as much as I love Mike Evans and realize he's a Hall of Fame talent, probably will be in the Hall of Fame if he keeps up these numbers, he's not Randy Moss. This isn't 50 touchdown in a season, Brady. He's going to spread it around. He's going to find people. Evans will get his eventually, especially when he gets healthy. I'm not worried about him, but at the same time, I don't think that they need to or will start force-feeding him. Fair enough. Are you starting him? Yes. Mm, I'm not. He's too good. He's too talented, too good not to start. I'm out on him. Out on him for if the year. If he's on my team, and if I have better options on my bench, then I hope yeah. I'm in first place. I feel like I feel like you probably do have better options because there's been so many good wide receivers this year, and so many like so much parity in the wide receiver. Like the thing is, is I look at some teams a, I have. He's a great wide receiver. He's a great talent. He's not a great fantasy receiver. Maybe not this year. Well, that's my that's general, my that's my point. Is yes, he, he he's is. not somebody I want to start ever anymore. Until I think this, he's too damn good. And now he's we have Antonio. Now good. we have the Antonio Brown factor. How, how do you factor that in? I don't know how to factor Antonio Brown in yet because he played seventy-seven really percent of the snaps. But they didn't find him, and I think that's going to be a, but an issue. But they also him. had no offense. They're going to look towards Antonio Brown more. Exactly, exactly. which is more that and, Mike and Evans like said, won't get. The, they had the least amount of rushing attempts in the history of the NFL last week. Cannot be indicative of at all. You want to have some fun? Any Tampa Bay. Player. You want to have some fun? Hmm. I bet you Mike Evans will not be a top thirty-six wide receiver this week. Thirty-six. Half half PPR. Okay, he will well, not be top thirty-six. Here's the thing: is I'm starting Gronkowski and Antonio Brown, so I might not be upset with that. <laughs> but I will take you up on that. Okay, bet. <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. Here's the retreat. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not starting Evans, and I don't think you can start Antonio Brown until you see something. Yeah. So it, it's Godwin. And, am, it's Godwin and Gronk sucks. for me. That's fair. It, or my team's basically just an I. I should change my team name to the injured reserve. <laughs> um, Godwin and Gronk for me. Uh, let's talk about the backfield really quick. Uh, what's your temperature on the Rojo Fournette debacle Dude, that we're so facing scary. right now? It's so scary. And like I just said, you can't pull last week as any indication of this week. But no, definitely fact, not. So Ronald Jones will get more than three carries. 
and Leonard Fournette will get more than one carry this week. Hot take. Ooh. Oh, is that Jackson's hot <laughs> no, take of the week? That's not yeah. But I don't know going forward because Ronald Jones at this point in his in their careers is a better player. He's more talented. He does more with the ball. But Brady doesn't fuck around. And when he fumbled a few weeks ago, we saw he, they sat his ass directly on the bench. And that can happen every time. That can happen again very easily. And Ronald Jones has that has been a problem in his life since USC. He's kind of not not to the extreme of LaShawn McCoy, but he kind of holds the ball out a little bit. He fumbles, he drops. And Bruce Arians is the kind of coach who's going to drop his dick on the table and tell you and they know that's that. not on but my they, team. They also realize that he is better player than Fournette at, at their stage right. in the career. Which I think is why Rojo has kind of solidified himself as the guy who's going to start every single game. And Fournette is the pass catching back. In the last three weeks, he's gotten seven, six, and six targets. They're using him in the passing game. Man, what if we told you before the year that Leonard Fournette and Le'Veon Bell would just be complete? Like, useless backups. I would have bought in. I wouldn't have thought for either. Well, I thought they are both too good. I was high on Le'Veon. I would have bought in on, on uh, Fournette. But um, I think Rojo's going to start the game and get the rushing attempts. As he has been. If he makes a mistake, Fournette's going to take over the work. If not, Fournette's going to work in on third downs and get stuffed by this Broncos defense. But I guess it remains to be seen. We'll see how it goes. How do you feel about Aguilar... I don't want to play Ruggs at this point. Um, Aguilar seems to be the favorite downfield target. Ruggs has only had one relevant week so far. I mean, Waller's the only guy I would super want as yeah, a pass catcher. that's fair. Carr's been tossing the ball quite a bit lately, but he's still not an incredibly downfield thrower. That's fair. Okay. Uh, Broncos side of the ball, Drew Locke. Garbage time slinging, garbage time running, garbage time touchdowns. Really good week. He had a 30-point week at quarterback. How do you feel about Drew Locke this week? Locke's been, he's disappointed me this year, man, especially coming off last year and how good he was at the end of the season. He he has only done it in garbage time, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, even games that they've won, what was the game against the Patriots that they got a win in, one of their few wins, and he was terrible. 10 of 24, two picks. I need to see more from Locke. I'm not considering him even on my bench until I get at least one good week out of him. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, what about his options? We have Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay in the backfield who are splitting. Philip Lindsay is clearly the more talented player, clearly deserves all the work, but because they stupidly paid Melgo, they feel inclined to give the ball to him. Kind of hampers both of these guys. I mean, I don't want Melgo anywhere near my lineup for the rest of the season, unfortunately. He looks kind of busty. How do you How do you feel? I don't think I want either of them, which is quite disappointing because before the year, I could say that I wanted both of them, especially yeah, Lindsay. I, I want would- to want Lindsay. I thought that was going to be such a good uh, combination, one-two punch, but when you're never even close in the game, like you're not going to be running that much. Neither of them have gotten a ton of work. Only one of them has gotten over 10 carries between the two of them in the last three weeks. So between six opportunities, just yeah. once. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, and uh, the Broncos pass catchers. Noah Fant looks like he's going to be a go. Tim Patrick looks like he will not be a go. Jerry Judy is the obvious choice here. Um, he's had a somewhat disappointing season, but he has obvious rapport with Locke, and they seem to click pretty well. Um, I feel pretty comfortable starting Judy as a high-end wide receiver three play as long as Locke is throwing the ball. Yeah, I like it. He's a good player. He's a young player, obviously, so he'll come into his own eventually, especially as a receiver. They usually take longer to develop, but like you said, Patrick out, that kind of hampers who Locke can throw to. I think Fant is an easy, easy start this week. Sucks that he got hurt on his one thirty-two yard catch last week. So he actually got more points than quite a bit of tight ends usually do. 
Yeah, dude, Fant, I don't want to say he sucks because he's talented, but he just can't stay healthy. He's driving me crazy. Yeah. He's like a waste at this point. It's frustrating. But if he's starting, then you have to start him. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Raiders to win this game. How do you feel? I'll take the Broncos. Ooh, some more parody. I like it. I just hate John Gruden and his haircut. (laughs) Yeah, he's got to get rid of that thing. Um, All right, moving right along. We have the Chargers... Visiting the Dolphins, Miami's favored by two. Over-under is 48. Okay, I'm hitting the shit out of that. Why yeah, is that so I li- low? I like the over there as well. Yeah, that's big time. Um, Rookie quarterbacks drafted back-to-back. Fun stuff. Did you see that ESPN graphic right? where it was no, like... actually, I'm wrong. It was like um, Herbert has... They were quarterback back-to-back, but I think there was other mm-hmm. players in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like Herbert has size, strength. Oh, they were back to back. Arm. Sh- oh, really? Okay. Size, strength, arm. You know, leg speed, whatever. And then it was like icon factor, Tua. <laughs> like it was some some ridiculous. Like, like Herbert had everything else for a quarterback, but Tua has the icon factor, hmm. which I thought was kind of quickly they forget. Yeah, kind of weird. But uh, yeah, man. Um, not accuracy. I'm gonna make the Chargers very easy for you. You are starting, Herbert. You're starting Keenan Allen. You're starting Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. You are not starting Hunter Henry. He has been a top 15 tight end once this season. Mad disappointing. Really, really, really bad season for Hunter Henry. The way Herbert plays, I mean, he doesn't really need to look short over the middle of the no. field. He no, just rolls out and, and chucks it 30 yards on his back foot on a dime. I love it. And then you get to the Chargers' backfield, and Justin Jackson is not playing. He's out, my boy. And Josh Kelly is absolute trash. So that leaves you with... The must start of the week, Kalen Balage. Kalen Balage. The fact that I didn't Adam know, Gase's the fact is lover. I didn't know he he was on the team last week, but he yeah, he did fine. He really did fine. And like you said, Josh Kelly sucks. He's so, so bad. So they gave this guy who was technically a practice squad player all the work, and they're gonna have to do that again this week. And you know what? He was fine. Sixty nine yards on fifteen carries, nice for a touchdown, and then two catches as well. I like. I think that Kalen Balaj, probably on your waivers, pretty if, su- if pretty safe RB two yeah. play. I'd say sure. Especially, I mean, the only way that you can't get him is if someone had him on the Jets earlier this year, and they're like one of those people that never check their lineup. Yeah, that's fair. Dude, Josh Kelly has ninety one carries on the year, two hundred ninety two yards, one touchdown. What's that average out to? That's like three point two. It's horrendous. Three point three. It's awful. Absolutely awful. He sucks. Um, I called it. Shout out to me. Uh, that's the Chargers, though. Chargers secondary has been really, really bad. They are missing some of their key pieces. Um, Melvin Ingram, they lost to um, injury, obviously, at the beginning. Sorry, Derwin James, they lost um, to injury. I don't know why I said Melvin Ingram. To injury, um, and that secondary has been really, really bad. And the Dolphins' offense is going pretty... I mean, they're... I, dude, I don't know what to make of this damn Dolphins team because I was about to say they've been going crazy, but they haven't. They just score points. Yeah. I don't know what to make of it. The t- you've entered the Temple of Tua, oh my brother. Oh, my God, the Temple of Tua. All right, Devontae Parker, true. you can start, and nobody else. Nobody else in the whole offense? No. Salvin Ahmed not hitting your lineup no. this week? No. Hey. No. I don't hate it. No. I don't, it was How many injuries there are out there? I don't hate throwing Salvin, Salvin no. Ahmed out there. You can start Jordan Howard if you're desperate because he'll no, get a touchdown. He'll get a touchdown. Salvin Ahmed will be better than 
Jordan Howard this week in bet. fantasy. Bet, 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 bet. bet, bet. Easy. <laughs> um, no. I love Tua this week, no. though. Uh, Fantasy-wise, you'd yeah. start Tua? Sure. Without Preston Williams? Chargers defense has not done a damn thing. Who's he throwing to? He's got Parker. He's got Gesicki. Gesicki sucks. I realize that he hasn't been very good, but for a young quarterback, but his, having a tight end is important. But he is such a good spark score. He's such a good athlete. He is a great athlete. Yeah, and he sucks at football because he doesn't do anything. I can't stand Mike Gesicki. Guy's trash. <laughs> you can't keep counting on this Dolphins team. They're a good team. They're a playoff team. I'm not, oh, I'm not counting them out. I, I mean, I took the over for a reason. Something's going to happen here. I'm excited about it. You're starting Tua, though? Absolutely. That's uh, tough. I think you could stream better options. Between the two? Herbert. This might be my hot take. Herbert! This might be my hot take. No. Just this week. I will take that bet as well. Sure. And I'll take it all the way to the goddamn bank. Sure. Oh, my God. I got to write these down. Um, There's a reason that one of these teams is 2-6. and six, The other one is 5-3. and three. It's not just the quarterbacks. They can't. No, they just choke. They just choke it away. Um, let me let me put these down. Uh, week ten. I just want to put Tua Herbert, so I remember. Tua Herbert, Howard. What was what's that other guy's name? Salvin Ahmed. Ahmed. And then what was our bet from earlier today? We'll talk about it after. Don't worry about it. Um. All right, I'm taking the Chargers to win this game. I'll take the Dolphins <laughs> to cover. Chargers need to win a game because. It's they're a much better team than their record. That doesn't matter. I'm just saying they're they're due for a win. Next game. This is a very interesting game. We have the Seahawks who are one and a half point dogs on the road at the Rams. Over unders fifty four and a half. Um It's even now. It's even now? Okay. Line is even, but they started out as dogs and people were like, What? So now it's even. But um, look, man, my thing with the Seahawks, Russ is cooking. DK's insane. You're starting both of those guys. If Chris Carson's healthy, you're starting him. If he's not, I don't hate starting DJ Dallas. Um, I start two weeks ago. He had a really good week. And if I'm recalling correctly, he had a decent week last week as well. Um, how do you feel about the offense for the Seahawks? Um, this week, Tyler Lockett. Crazy because he he had this um, he had that game where he scored what was it fifty points or whatever yeah. against the Cardinals. That he that that game is sandwiched in a five game stretch between two and two games where he was outside the top fifty wide receivers in all four of those games, and then in that one week he was the wide receiver one or two or whatever he was that week, and then outside the top fifty two more times again. So I don't know what to make of Tyler Lockett. What's your opinion on this Seahawks offense? I mean, I th- still think Tyler Lockett's a great player and easy play. Would you Would you assume that Tyler Lockett has ten more catches than DK on the season? No, he does. I still well, think actually he caught like sixty five in that one game. So I mean, that'll that's spread still out. quite surprising to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think there's no reason to count this guy out. He leads the team in targets as well. Still, uh, he's been Russ's guy for a while, and we know DK is a superstar. He's got baby Braun in him or whatever. But don't even get me started on that <laughs> bullshit. LeBron James, the attention. But Lockett, if you have Lockett on your team, he's never hitting the bench, as long as Russell Wilson's playing. Yeah, no, that's fair. And um, for what it's worth, too, DK's matched up against Jalen Ramsey this week. Which, not that he's going to have a problem with that matchup, but Tyler Lockett's best games have come when DK is lined up against a top-rated defensive back. So 
and Jalen Ramsey is in the top tier of the league. Um, I don't know his rank off the top of my head, but um, I think it'll be a good week for Tyler Lockett. You're not touching these tight ends because there's three of them and they all share. And um, I pulled up DJ Dallas in half PPR. He had 11 points last week, so not a bad fill-in at all. He got he only had seven rushing attempts as well, um, but he he did get a touchdown, so he's getting that red zone look. And uh, I don't hate DJ Dallas as a play if Chris Carson is out, but if Chris Carson plays, you're absolutely starting him. Um, to the Rams side of the ball, I think they're gonna let Goff sling it this week, man. Um, the Seahawks secondary is abysmal. We saw what happened last week against Buffalo, and on top of it, they've had a good run-stop defense, and they just signed Snacks Harrison um, out of retirement, basically, to join that run-stuffing team. I'm not really sure why, because they really need help in in the secondary, Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they shut down the running game altogether, being as Darrell Henderson is trending towards not playing, so now it's Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers. I think Goff is going to sling it. I love Robert Woods this week. I love... Cooper Cup this week, and I think one of Higby and Everett is going to have a great game. Unfortunately, we just can't figure out who. I agree with you. I think this is going to be one of those classic games where McVay carries Goff to a great stat line. Uh, I mean, these are the kind of games that got Goff his ridiculous contract that he doesn't deserve. I agree. Seahawks defense, secondary especially, has been bad. They've been giving up a lot of yards. So bad. This is a division game. Uh, If Rams win this, they're going to be tied. Up there, along with the Cardinals, McVay's going to be pulling out all the stops here. He's going to get guys open. He's going to make. He's going. He's going to expose the Seahawks defense as much as they've been throughout the season. I could see Goff going off this game. Okay, I like Goff as a streamer. Yeah, um, sure. I think Robert Woods is my favorite of the two receiving options. Um, and then tight ends is kind of a crapshoot, right? Like we don't. You yeah. don't know what to do, so you just don't do it. Right. I think. I Mc, think McVay's mercy at that point. Yeah, I think. I think that's kind of the move. Um, who do you like to win this game? I'll take the Seahawks. You'll take the Seahawks? I think I will as well. Yes, I will. Absolutely. Let's freaking go. They need a bounce back game big time. So Want to roll back to the Cardinals? We'll see it happening. Yeah, let's roll back to the Cardinals real quick. Ah, my favorites thing. Got bogged up at the top. We have the Cardinals two-point favorites hosting the Buffalo Bills over-unders 56 and a half. The five and three Cardinals are two point favorites against the Buffalo Bills. One point now. Yep. Okay. Line is adjusted. They're now one point favorites. Um, Kyler Murray's the number one fantasy player in fantasy football. They have he's the just, number he's one last year Lamar fantasy but offense. Better. He is so far way better. He's had better stats. He's awesome. He has jumped from true throw value of twenty four all the way up to or twenty six all the way up to he's at fourteen now. So he's getting accurate. And his targets are worth a lot more. He's running all over the place. He has DeAndre Hopkins. He's made Christian Kirk a really good receiver. Christian Kirk's been in the top 12, three out of the last four weeks. Um, Kenyon Drake might return, which means Chase Edmonds goes back to being a you hope he gets in the end zone flex play with his receiving work because I think Kenyon Drake just comes right back and takes that role. Um, how do you feel about this Cardinals offense? I love it, man. They're firing on all cylinders. Christian Kirk, the guy I've been high on, uh, Scott Still Boy, but even that one week that he wasn't in the top 12, that was their bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with two Hall of Fame receivers surrounding him, he's finding ways to get open, and he's scoring, uh, which is the biggest thing in fantasy. I'm not necessarily expecting you know, him to keep up this pace of 
over the top just bombs downfield. But it works for them because teams have to check up. They have to have linebackers up. So being a deep threat and the fact that Kyler can throw the deep ball despite how small and agile he is, it's a crazy good compliment to what they already have going on offense. They have to keep a safety over over the top on DeAndre Hopkins. They can't cover Fitzgerald with a linebacker. They have to worry about the running backs. They have to worry about they have to spy Kyler. So that opens up so much for just everyone. And Christian Kirk is the one who's reaping the benefits the most. Yeah, I uh I've been uh, a hater of Kirk in the past because he has been historically inefficient, but I'll tell you what, he's been excellent, and I'm excited every time I get to play him now because he's, he's an exciting player, man. He does a lot of good on the field. Um, so shouts to Christian Kirk. Um, to the Bills side of the ball, Josh Allen was like, yo, by the way, I'm still Josh Allen last week, and he picked apart the Seahawks. Now he has a much tougher test against the Cardinals. Um, Stephon Diggs, John Brown, Great receiving options, as always, in my opinion. Do you want to know a fun fact? Hmm. Guess how many times Josh Allen has checked down to the running back this season? This hmm. season, through nine games. You told me? Eight. Wow. He has thrown eight checkdowns to the running back. R.I.P. Devin Singletary and, this ex- and Zach Moss. This explains why neither of them have been good at all, really, for fantasy purposes, unless they find the end zone. So, And that's only been Moss. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of fading both of them. Um, I see more of the same this week. I don't see a, a run-heavy attack from the Bills this week, uh, but you're obviously starting Allen, Diggs, and I like John Brown. I do. I like John Brown. I think I'll give Moss a flyer this week simply because against the Seahawks, they got to ultra-expose them. We talked about the fact that Josh Allen had thrown the ball 24 times by the time the team had two rushing attempts mm-hmm. and they were up big like they were they already had a lead and they said just keep doing it just keep doing it yes yeah. they know that russ has the potential to come back so not a 20 21 point lead is not safe necessarily sure i don't know if that's the same in this game i think it's going to be a little bit closer i doubt the bills get off if they do get off to a huge running start possibly mm-hmm. but these are two teams that are going to try and combat each other and um it's going to be a high-scoring game and for that reason i could easily see moss finding the end zone once or twice sure i'll give him the flyer just that's this fair week. Yeah, no, I don't hate it. Um, Singletary, you're not starting, absolutely no, not. No, 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 no. Um, they clearly like Moss better in the situations that are fantasy relevant. Yeah, definitely. And I think Cole Beasley has a nice little safe floor. I like Cole Beasley. Um, he he gets work. And Look him up on Spotify. No, you're kidding. You didn't know he's a rapper? No, Cole Beasley? He's got some bars. Shut the hell up. On that's God. mad funny. Yo, that's, that's hilarious. He's got some bars. That's hilarious. I love it. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals here. I'll take the Cardinals as well. Ooh. I thought for sure you were going to take the Bills. It'll be a fun one. Bills, I think that's I mean, the game I of the week. The, I picked the Bills against Seahawks, so Bills prove me wrong. Go 8-2. and two. I Much think, respect. I think that's the game of the week for sure. Think? Yeah. I think it'll be really fun. I think the most fun game is going to be tonight. Ooh, okay. Well, lucky for us, we are one hour away. Uh, next game, only two afternoon games left. We have the 49ers visiting the Saints. The Saints are nine and a half point favorites. Over under is 49. Wait, let me check. The Sorry, opening that. line, nine and a half. Ten and a half? Ten and a half? Okay, I like that a lot. Wow, man. No, actually, do we remember how the 49ers played last week against the Packers? Vegas hates them now. Yeah, they're not good, though. They played really bad. No Jimmy G, no George Kittle. Running back room is a mess. Um... Ayuk might be back, which helps their odds, but 
Yeah, actually, I don't like this as much as I thought. You just get used to seeing 49ers yeah, and, and you and think half points is you think good. I'm not down with the 10 and a half points. Um 49ers side of the ball, I think Jordan Reed is a good tight end play if you need a touchdown. Uh Ross Dwelly outplayed him last week, but Jordan Reed was coming back off an injury. I don't really see that continuing. I think Jordan Reed will be the guy for the season, at least who gets the red zone looks. Um, and other than that, I mean, I'm playing Brandon Ayuk. I'm playing Debo if he's healthy, but he's not playing this week. No. But I think rest of season, it's kind of Ayuk, Jordan Reed, and then whatever running back we think is going to get the touches. And for me, it's McKinnon. You can't play Jermichael Hasty. Yeah, I mean, you can't really play McKinnon either, man. They, I feel like they've always been scared to give him the ball. No, they They'll, gave they, him, will find, they always love to find a way to not get it to him. They like to convince us they're not going to give it to him, but, but the then Saints, they do. The Saints' defense was bad all year, and then last week they come out and they absolutely shut down. I think we have to throw that offense. game out. I think we have to throw that game out. That was and a mental fair. shutdown. And, and the, the thing about the 49ers that you have to consider week to week is they play an offense that is so unlike any other team. And that could be so matchup dependent uh, based on the skill set of the other team's defense. But in this week, against a veteran team, Kyle Shanahan needs to put Nick Mullins in safe positions. He can't, if Nick Mullins is slinging this week, they're probably not going to win this game unless he's absolutely torching the Saints. But based on last week, you can't necessarily expect that. Yeah. Are you coming back is huge because I really like him and the way that they use a guy like him in Debo. He's talented. He'll get the ball a lot. He'll get, and he'll get it in good spots, but yeah. if they have any chance to win, they need Mullins to uh, not turn the ball over. That's fair. Uh, McKinnon last week, 12 for 52, 4 for 16, touchdown, 14.3 half PPR fantasy points. I like Every guy. week that he's been the workhorse, 11.9, 13.7, 15.2, 19.2, 11.9, 14.3. I think you can play Jarek McKinnon just fine. Yeah, and then Joe Schmo comes off the 49ers practice squad and gets 20 carries for 115 yards. There's one random week in there where they gave all the work to Wilson, but and he had 130 and three touchdowns. Yeah, but that's Kyle Shanahan. I I think you play McKinnon. That is Kyle Shanahan. You you could play McKinnon. Um, Let's go to the Saints side of the ball. Drew Brees has actually been very good for fantasy the past three weeks. Um, Alvin Kamara obviously is the RB1. You are playing him. Michael Thomas came back, had a bit of a slow start, but um, I wouldn't be worried about it. They're just kind of easing him in. Uh, but Drew Brees, man, one, two, three, four, five. In the last six weeks, he's had five good weeks, topping 24 times, and the four, the fifth good week was 19.6. Um, I think Drew Brees, I think you can play him. I, I mean, we watched Aaron Rodgers torch this team. Yeah. Like, why not play Drew Brees, you know? Brees has looked good lately for sure. Uh, he's not. He's still not throwing the ball down the field, but the weapons are are he, getting healthy. He now. hasn't done that for years, though. If if you really think on it, Michael Thomas is he, he's he's no, slant bitch, bro. Different. It's different. It's different this year. It is different this year. Yeah. No, I I agree. But he's slant bitch. So let's hope slant bitch catches the ball fifteen times this week. Um, I'm taking the Saints. Uh, I'll take the Saints, but ten and a half points. Absolutely not. Um, I'll probably bet. Yeah. I'll probably bet on the 49ers to cover that. And then they'll score three points again, and you'll rip your hair out. <laughs> Gambling. I, I like Nick Mullins. Love it. Um, next game, last afternoon game, we have the Bengals and the Steelers. I have no line for this because um, Big Ben is on the COVID list, which kind of throws a huge wrench into the Steelers' offense if Mason Rudolph has to play. Um, if Big Ben plays, here's the thing. Juju, 
Claypool, Deontay. Two of them are going to do well. One of them is not. The only way to know is there isn't a way. Um, Juju is the most volume-based and the least productive with his work. So for that reason, I'd take the other two. But it could just as easily be Juju every week. So you run that risk when you play them. Uh, How do you feel about this trio of wide receivers? It always, I mean, it's something to be nervous about. It's a good decision for them to have, but it's, it's scary in fantasy. I'm not sure how I would rank them. I know how you would, but the fact is I still think Juju is in the mind of fans and most likely the coaching staff, the number one, quote unquote, you know, top dog alpha. For that reason, him kind of being third in the pecking order, as it seems, kind of, you know, that scares me, but he wasn't that effective last year either. Yeah. Chase Claypool's a superstar rookie, but they need uh, Big Ben playing. Deontay for me, man. Uh, but it, I think if Big Ben doesn't play, you have to be careful starting any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Ebron's a good tight end. He's been getting more work. He's doing more with it, and I think he's a great tight end play. But again, he's Big Ben dependent. Yeah. You want to know? Uh, do you know who Mason Rudolph's favorite target was in college? Um, wait, I know this. Where did he go again? Oklahoma State. No, I don't know this. James Washington. Oh, yeah, that's why they had um, James Washington was low-key having some good games last year. I remember that now. Um, Something to note. When he was putting up record numbers at Oklahoma State, that was that was the guy. Crazy how he put up record numbers, man. He that's sucks. just the Big 12. He's so bad. Um, yeah, but no, you're not playing James Washington. Uh, James Conner had a really bad week last week, but I think they were trying to get him some rest against the Cowboys. I think it was kind of a trap game. Benny Snell got work. Anthony McFarlane got work. Are you worried about James Conner? I'm not. I'm a little worried about him, but he's. this is a good matchup, good game to run him out there. Yeah, I'd say if it happens again, you can start to get worried, but I think for now it's it's one week on a, a season of good. So uh, for that being said, he's yet to be a top 10 running back all year, but he's been top 24 pretty much every week. So he's been solid. Okay. Um, I'm taking the Steelers to win. Oh, I'm sorry. Bengals side of the ball. Um, I don't like Joe Burrow this week against the Steelers defense. Um, who's stout. They're very good. I know the secondary is the weaker part, but I just don't see the Bengals being able to get much going. Joe Mixon is bad. He might not even play. Um, this offensive line though, uh, for the Bengals is so bad. And the Steelers front seven is so good. I, I don't see how the Bengals get anything going on offense. Yeah, it's going to be tough sledding, but Steelers showed, showed some cracks last week. Garrett Gilbert didn't look terrible. I think Joe Burrow is just a little bit better than Garrett Gilbert. Just and I think bit. the Bengals are just a little bit better than the Cowboys. For that reason, I could see the Bengals coming and winning this game, getting the Steelers their, whole, their first loss. Whoa. Is that Jackson's hot take of the week? I'll take the Bengals to win, yeah. And if wow. Big Ben doesn't play, first, I'll certainly take Holy them. cow. Okay, who who are you playing on the Bengals then? Anybody? I, think, I mean, I love Tyler Boyd as a player. Uh, so for that reason, I'll put him in there. AJ I think you Green, can play Higgins as well. I I do like T Higgins. I will, especially in Dynasty. I think that he's one of the most valuable players possibly out there in Dynasty. Yeah, I like Boyd over Higgins this week. Boyd's more of a two. Higgins is more of a three. Um, I don't like AJ Green at all. Um, and then the running back situation's weird. Any other week, I'd say start Gio Bernard in the absence of Joe Mixon, but against the Steelers. I don't know that I can say that. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Um, is he? He's your must-sit of the week, isn't he, Gio Bernard? Mm-hmm. Copy that. Just for that reason, 
Well, well I um, think they're going to need to throw a lot to stay in this game. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers for sure. You're upsetting. You're going Bengals? Yeah, I'll take Wow. Okay. To the Sunday night football game, we have the Ravens traveling to Gillette to play the Patriots. The Ravens are seven-point favorites. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. The Patriots are such a shitty excuse for a football team. How they did not lose to the Jets last week when I bet them at plus 925, I will never understand. My heart still hurts. The Patriots are terrible. How many passing touchdowns do you think Cam Newton has this year? How many games has he played? Um, th- we are eight games in. He missed two. So through six games. Six games? Yeah. More than he... More than two? He's three. He's three, three passing touchdowns. He's trash. And he's going to play the Ravens? And they're only seven-point favorites? Give me a freaking break. Ravens, all day. Do not start a single Patriot. Don't start Cam. Don't start Damian Harris. Don't start... I don't... Jacoby Myers? I don't care that he got uh, three trillion targets. It sounds like Julian Edelman in week one. It, it's a trap. It's fool's gold. You don't want it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No Patriots. And you know what? He just had 170 yards. While I'm at it, Man, I, I, pretty he played the Jets, dude. He was lined up against Pierre Desir. <laughs> I don't care. No. No, thank you. And while you're at it, don't start any Ravens either. Lamar is bad. Andrews is not good. This backfield is unpredictable. Looks like Ingram is practicing again, question mark? Mm, if, Ingram's, if Ingram's playing, then you can't start any of them. You can't start any of them. Hollywood Brown is bad. I, I don't want any of them. Zero. No one from this game. No Ravens, no Patriots. I, I don't disagree, and that's pivot. the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah, pivot. Be done. Miles Boykin. There you go. That's mm-hmm. who you can start. <laughs> um, absolutely not. I guess I guess you could start Andrews because you probably need to, and um, you just have to hope he catches a touchdown. But um, I have the Ravens to win this, obviously, but this is a disgusting fantasy week. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens. Easy freaking peasy. Last game of the week. Here we go. It's the Vikings and the Bears. Bears are home. Vikings are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under is 43-and-a-half. Oh. The Bears, after their wildly Chef's kiss on the under. good start, are now five and four. This is what I'm going to let, let you take the stage here. This is what he wanted. Tell me about this game. This game's going to be so terrible. Something's got to give because we've lost three in a row and we look like the one of the worst teams in the league. But Matt Nagy has never lost to the Minnesota Vikings. And Kirk Cousins... As a member of the Minnesota Vikings, has never beaten the Chicago Bears. And Dalvin Cook, who the last few weeks has been probably the best fantasy player in the NFL, he is never he's never put up a great game against the Bears. La- uh, last year, he was hurt for one game. Other game put up about 50 yards. The year before that, he put up, I think, about 60 yards total between the two. And that was a, uh, in a week, week 17 game where they needed to beat us to make the playoffs. Uh, something's got to give in this game. I think... To be honest, I think Cook might be the only person I want in this game considering Allen Robinson just hit the injury report, now questionable with a knee injury sustained in practice. Mm-hmm. David Montgomery is running behind high school high school offensive linemen or trash cans, pylons, whatever you want to call them because our, our, our entire offensive line is COVID or, I don't know, they just bang their heads into each other. They're all concussed. We just suck so much. Oh, this is what Matt Nagy wanted. <laughs> 
Um, I like Darnell Mooney. I like him as a player, but you can't trust. So he's trust. he's gotten sixteen targets in the last. God, I forget the figure. Shout out to Mike Petrop for this stat. But basically, in the last five weeks, he's gotten a target share, and everyone else in that category is over 78% owned in fantasy leagues. So, like, he's with, like, real players. The targets are there for him is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And the Vikings' defense, although they've been playing much better, is still not great. Um, They are winning because Dalvin Cook. Targets mean less for our team. I understand. But I think especially without Allen Robinson and without the Vi- the Vikings don't have a shutdown guy, I think... Mooney's not a top dog. He's, Moon- a, he's, a, he's a small guy. He's a spread the field. The reason he gets so many targets is because he burns the safety right. and the corner in every play. And I bet he catches but Gra- one. But Gra- yeah, because Grandpa Mick, Nick can't hit him. But they're playing the Vikings. This is, this is the game, right? This is the Bears thing. No. I don't hate it as a flex play. It's I not like my Mooney. favorite. I don't I, hate it. I, Makes you want to throw up. Um, on the Vikings side of the ball, obviously you're starting Dalvin Cook. If you're a Dalvin Cook owner, congratulations, you won the lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else has been getting shut down by the Bears. That being said, I don't hate Adam Thielen because he's the only one, you man, probably that you could. he's high capital. Um, I would fade Justin Jefferson this week. Jeff, my guy. Kyle Fuller and Jalen Johnson, first and second in completion percentage. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but Adam Thielen is really good at getting open, and Kirk Cousins has been playing well. Um, I heard it put this way today. Kirk Cousins is the guy that starts off the year really, really shitty, and then you get to the end of the year, and you're like, oh, wow, he actually had a decent year, and he's starting to do that. He's got 15 touchdowns on only 209 pass attempts. That's kind of nuts. So um, good for him. Something will give in this game. Either Cousins breaks his bear streak or we break our losing streak. Uh, David Montgomery looks like he's going to play, question mm-hmm. mark? Yeah. Um, I hate David Montgomery. You guys know how I feel about him. Jackson likes him. He's a great player. But not as a fantasy player. No, not as a fantasy um, player. There's nothing you can do. Jackson watches a lot more Bears football than I ever have. Our offensive line is absolutely terrible. Everyone's out. You can't trust anyone. Uh, Walter Payton would not be putting out fantasy numbers right now. Wow, that's something right there. So, you know, it's good that we benched a mobile quarterback for a statue. Free Mitch? Free Mitch. (laughs) I'm taking the Vikings to win this game. Yes, I will as well. Wow, I've typed in Bears and I'm taking it back. Why would you assume that? Because Matt Nagy's never lost to the Vikings. Matt Nagy, there's a lot of things that he's never done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I love it. Okay. Um, that's it for our game recaps. Thanks for sticking with us. I know it's been a long week. By the way, my must sit this week was Cam Newton. I didn't mention it when I told you to sit the whole Patriots team, but just don't play Cam Newton. Fair. Stream somebody else. Jackson, first gambling line. Go. Browns minus three. Love it. Uh, home against Texans. Texans suck. I'm taking the Titans plus one and a half tonight. I'm stoked for them to beat the shit out of the Colts. All right. I got Seahawks pick them at the Rams. That's, that's a solid line. I love that. Um, they haven't let me down three weeks in a row now. The New York football giants plus three and a half against the Eagles. We're going to go take this division at five and 11, and I'm here for it. And your lock of the week, my good sir. Lock of the week, give me bucks minus six at Carolina. Brady Vengeance Day. Love it. 
Uh, I got Ravens minus seven for this last one. Like I oh, said, I th- feel like we never pick favorites for our locks. Yeah, they're gonna shit on the Love Patriots. It. Patriots are a terrible team, and it makes me so so happy. Love it. And finally, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's the touchdown draft. Touchdown draft. Jackson. AFC touchdown. Go. AFC. Give me big boy Michael Pittman tonight Ooh. against Tennessee. He's a perfect Rivers target. They're gonna find him down in the end zone. Bet Thursday night football touchdown draft. That's always a fun one. Uh, my AFC is going to be James Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I said, they're going to run a lot against the Packers. They're going to pass to the running back a lot. I think James Robinson's going to touch the ball probably close to 30 times. So give me James Robinson. NFC? NFC, give me Wayne the Train Gallman, baby. Wow. He's going to find the end zone for the Giants against the Eagles. I think that a lot of Giants are going to find the end zone this weekend. He's been looking good. Um, I also took a Giant for my NFC touchdown draft. It, it's Evan Ingram. If you want to hear about why, go to brotofantasy.com, click on the article section, and look at the Week 10 Buy Low, Sell High article. I am featured on there with a collaboration of very, very, very smart fantasy minds. Um, go check out that article and the rest of their site. Those guys are dope over there. I think that's going to be it for us. Jackson, do you have anything else for the peeps? I think I'm good, man. Ready for another great week. I'm so happy we play on Monday so I can actually enjoy my Sunday this week. Isn't that the best when your shitty team doesn't play on Sunday? Oh, yes. It's my favorite. Um, Guys, that's going to do it for us this week. If you could take a second, if you enjoy our show, go leave us, or if you hate it, go leave us a rating. Apple Pods, leave us some stars, leave us a comment. Um, It really helps us. Feedback for the show, how we can make it better, and it also helps us with our ratings. So go do that if you can. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Freeball and FF Pod. Tweet at us. Uh, troll us when we're wrong. Praise us when we're right. Start sit advice. I don't really care. Do whatever you want. Um, that's the the, 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 I can't talk. The Twitter. We How long have we been at this? It's been like an hour and a half. Um, I have to cut out that section. We forgot to pause it when I got a phone call and we had a whole debate about a, a start sit decision. It was kind of fun, but I'll cut it out so you guys don't have to listen to that nonsense. Um, but that's it for us, guys. The free ball zone is closed. Put your pants back on. Put your notes away. I know it's Thursday, but who gives a shit? Crack a beer. We're only six hours away from Friday beers. Shout out. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Week 10 coming at you. We'll see you for the recap.